In today's episode of 115 Miles, we continue the conversation around the Black Lives Matter movement. We look at some of the positive things that have emerged as a result of the conversations that's been happening, as well as looking at some of the more concerning and worrying trends that we're seeing within the media and online social platforms. We then find ourselves talking about Ross Kemp, aka Grant Mitchell, where I do some impressions, we have a bit of a laugh, and finish with the reasons to be cheerful. This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Living exactly 115 miles apart, our lives could not have been more different growing up, yet we find ourselves today as really good friends with many similar outlooks and perspectives. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture and everything in between. Hass, it feels like it's been uh, ages since we last spoke, to, to me it does anyway. Uh, but I think it's been less than a week. Uh, so I wanted to start today, try and start today on a little bit of a positive note, right? So I want to, I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to put this to you with everything that's happened in the last week and since the, the tragic death of, of George Floyd, what can, what positives can you see beginning to emerge from this? What positive changes can you see happening I'm talking specifics, even companies, people that you know that may have surprised you in a good way or that are doing things that you see as positive. I've got I've got one that I'm going to read. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that one and give you an opportunity yeah, go to think it. about yeah, it. Go, yeah, so, go for it. Uh, I saw this come up on my LinkedIn feed yesterday and I took a screenshot of it because I thought it was really worth mentioning. Uh, a company that we're both very familiar with, the marketing store, TMS, uh, mm. they posted on their LinkedIn yesterday um, basically pledging two hundred thousand uh, dollars to the cause, and in the in the picture of their post, they've they, they've put "We stand against white supremacy. We stand against injustice and violence against Black lives. We stand with the Black community. We will amplify Black voices. We will listen. We will commit to learn and unlearn, and we will be held accountable for 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 change." And then they they put Black Lives Matter, and I just like when I saw it. It was probably one of the first real actionable statements that I'd seen that was kind of the flip side of some of the stuff that we called out last week. You know, we called out the organizations that were jumping on the kind of bandwagon and just trying to use it as a bit of virtue signaling. They're um, one of the first, that's one of the first very clear, like, no, 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 we're really making a stand here that I've seen, um, or certainly that jumped out to me anyway. So that's one of the positives that I've seen before we get well, on to... I mean, just on that, you know, I know several of the uh, folks that work there listen to this podcast, so they'll be super pleased, you know, because um, they moved really quickly and, you know, they um, uh, they felt very strongly about it. So um, for you to kind of pick that out completely independently, uh, you, know, um, you know, I think uh, th- those efforts, you know, are... Um, going to be recognized by their team and you know and, and and you know people they work with as well so that's great um things that i've you know seen that are positive are you know a lot of people that we work with stepping up um uh understanding that this is you know this is not something that should be swept under the carpet uh understanding that they have to do 
proper learning um, and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, try not to rush it, but all, at the same time knowing that they have to show leadership. So, you know, that's been that's been good. I, I don't want to call out anyone specifically because I don't know, you know, um, what they want, you know, what they're saying or how, the how you know, how internally, how whether they feel they're doing enough yet. So I don't, you know, mm. I don't want to publicly call them out, but several, several people. I also, I, I just like the way a lot of people are stepping up mm. and, you know, not being silent. So obviously, you know, I talked about the silent majority and, uh, and, you know, a lot of people are stepping up and calling stuff out. So normally you would have seen loads of negative stuff on social media, um, implicit racism, explicit racism, and people just look at it and go, that's terrible. But, you know, people are calling it out now and, mm. and shouting people down. Um, uh, even like yesterday when uh, Nigel Farage was on uh, with um, Piers Morgan and I can't remember, what is it? Good Morning Yeah, TV, Good Morning Britain, yeah. Good Morning Britain. And I can't remember the um, the other guests on it, but um, he was trying to, Farage was trying to argue um, that what happened in Bristol with a statue coming down Um was mob rule and it was he likened it to the Taliban and he just got completely shut down by everyone and yeah. even Piers Morgan and I thought that that was I don't like Piers Morgan but I thought that was pretty cool mate Piers um, Morgan by the way who who I I, I don't <laughs> I haven't liked at all like almost ever probably since lockdown mate I found he has been saying some stuff that I very much agree with a lot yeah. around this issue as well by the way I I think. Look, he he's not a nice man. So let's not let's not suddenly make him out to be a good guy. Like he, you know, he he's not a nice guy, and he and he and he's a bully. But um, there's something about there's some. He seems to speak what's on his mind, and he you know, and so if he believes he doesn't, he's not like either pro. Doesn't seem like he's pro everything um, on the right hand side. That he you know he has strong beliefs, and he doesn't mind kind of calling people out who might have seen him previously as an ally, right? So Trump, he's done that with, and your mate Trump, you know. And, um, <laughs> by the way, um, can I just pick up on something? Every time, every time I throw no, that no, in, no, you're no, like, no, by no, the way, let me just declare no, no, I'm not no, a forget, Trump fan. Forget, forget, forget Trump. <laughs> I, you said that when you were talking about Piers Morgan there, you said that he kind of, you know, he doesn't always stick to the right and, he, and he'll sometimes stick up for the left. Um, I do think it's interesting how being anti-racist has, has sort of been portrayed as being like a left politically left thing yeah like like well, they, if you support black lives matter and you support being anti-racist yeah then you're somehow like slightly hardcore left that's that's fucking tragic by the way yeah but that is that is media at play and it's yeah. you know it's the right at play but you know there's also you know stupid idiots that say that black lives matter is actually a a, a, a far left marxist yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you know organization which is total um, rubbish so uh, other things um that i feel are positive is and this might sound counterintuitive but it's flushing out underground conversations mm. uh, you know maybe we'll get into this later but you we know will. um flushing out underground conversations so mm. you know i saw like you have you know several people who've been quite quiet throughout this whole thing and then suddenly with the riots and stuff like that or um if you know if 
George Floyd has been made out to be a martyr, you know, but, you know, but, but actually, you know, they were saying that, you know, they're saying, oh, but he, you know, he was somebody who didn't live a virtuous life, mm. all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, it's flushing it out and those people are being exposed and being deleted from, you know, Facebook groups and friends and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's positive because you're, you're flushing out what is underground. The, the, the risk, obviously, on the other side is if you kind of push it too hard, you'll push it further down underground, which is, you know, a, a fine balance. But in terms of positivity, people stepping up, um, I, I love that um, uh, the world is not is not trying to sweep this under the carpet, that, you know, that they recognise they're doing things to change. I, I love the fact that there are several you know, of my circles and groups that are mobilizing and educating and learning and listening a lot. And, um, I think that's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's gives us a bit of hope for the next stage of whatever we're about to go through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And I like, there is a real positive to kind of, uh, flushing out some of the racists that have somehow that, that are in, and that's, that's it by the way. It is racist people, right? Like you got. I, I think we should really call some of it what it is. Uh, like initially, I was a little bit like, "Wow, wow, you like you too," because particularly if you joined, if you only joined the conversation once there was um, some trouble at the protest, then you're gaslighting. Um, and, and that's a problem. And I, and I, and I'm, I have myself referred to them as riots a couple of times. And I want to make sure that I correct myself on that. There have been lots of peaceful protests around the country, uh, where there has been a small amount of trouble that tends to happen at any protest. Um, particularly a protest that is, uh, an outpour of emotion that has let's be real been suppressed for 400 years right yeah. and so there's bound to be i think in london there was like 12 arrests which is uh not a lot really not really not a lot no. when you're bringing that many people together and uh yeah but some of you know some of the the the, the way that that's being reported and the comparisons that have been made have you there's so much strange shit happening like have you seen like the Millwall fans going out and cleaning some of the statues. Nah. And then I've like seen some people that are like, Millwall, Millwall get a terrible name when they, you know, cause trouble in London, right? Uh, right, they get tarnished with a disgusting brush, yet here they are cleaning the, the statues and it's like, and why aren't these people being tarnished with the same brush as Millwall? When Millwall go out, uh, by the way, not all Millwall fans, but the, 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 the Millwall fans that go out and cause trouble. The reputation yeah, yeah, of yeah. Uh, Millwall and, fans. And, and yeah. when they do go off and they kick off in London, yeah, they're kicking off because of a football team, right? Which is a hell of a lot of different than a protest that at some points has had some big impact points that are protesting slavery, you know, something that started off as slavery and then has continued as prejudice for, for as long as it has. Um, so some of the comparisons and, you know, when I see people making them, I just think, surely you can't, you can see how stupid that is, how stupid a comparison that is. And that leads into something I was talking to you about the other day, a couple of days ago, which is that 
that um, I've called it willful ignorance, which a lot of people are using at the moment. Go on. So, what do you mean by willful ignorance? So I put something out on my socials a few days ago. Now, I, you know the response of all lives matter in response to Black Lives Matter movement, yeah? It's very easy. It's very, very easy, right? And I don't care what anyone says on this. I don't care what anyone says on this. I'm going to say how I think, how I see it, right? It's very, very easy to see why all lives matter as a reaction to Black Lives Matter doesn't work, right? Some of, you know, everyone's, if you're on social media, you've seen the whole, like, the picture of the house on fire, and somebody saying, but all how all houses matter, and them saying, yes, but this one's on fire. There's loads of different versions of that that very, very clearly explain why all lives matter is, uh, is the wrong reaction to Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe if after the last week, you're still saying, no, I refuse to say Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, you are one of the people who is not willing to change. And because you, what, the, the way they are justifying themselves is because they're saying, well, I'm not racist. Yeah, I just believe that all lives matter. That's willful ignorance. That's not like, oh my God, I didn't realize. No, no that's, you, you don't want to realize. And that is a big part of the problem. And I put it out on a couple of socials, I think like on Facebook particularly, one person on, on the comments on Facebook, some of the reactions that I had were just, um, they don't want to see it. I, I, like somebody commented on it saying, that uh, you know, kind of like, I just say all lives matter. And then very, very quickly they posted their own post that said, all lives matter, full stop, period, full stop, which is, yeah, right? That's willful. End of, it, end, end, end of discussion. End of, end of discussion. I'm not willing to listen. I'm not willing to change my stance on it. Somebody else commented on that very post, by the way. Um, very seriously and their first comment was I don't know who they are by the way um, their first comment was um, I usually agree with you on most of the things you say but you're wrong on this so I replied we disagree what you mean is we disagree on this and then his reply was and, and very seriously because he then backed it up with a load of spiel that I didn't I, I stopped reading and I stopped engaging with him he said, no, you don't understand. George Floyd was an actor. And this whole thing is a setup um, oh, to divide and conquer. This dude believed it. That wasn't a joke. I'll tell it, you what I do think might be a setup. I'll tell you what I do think might be a setup. I think uh, this is a total conspiracy theory. So indulge me for a minute, anyone who's listening. But um, it seems to me that the focus of the Black Lives Matter movement is on eradicating the hundreds of years of oppression uh, that black people have been suffering through uh, in America. You know, we're looking at it here. We can't just look at it over America and say it doesn't happen here. Clearly, the, the strong feeling, you know, demonstrates is evidenced by our history and uh, and and by what happens in the world. Um so it seems to me that uh, odd that, you know, very, like very, very specific monuments that we know are going to kind of trigger high feelings mm. within society 
who are watching from afar, from their armchairs or from small majority white towns, you know, in different parts of the country, are going to look at that and just see, uh, you know, stuff on the Daily Mail, stuff on, you know, the sun that just has, you know, anarchism. And it would not surprise me if some of those individuals have deliberately been sent by specific groups who want to drive a divide in the nation Mm. around this, right? So fascist groups or pro-right wing, like I just can't, I just can't see that people would be so, so bothered when the bigger picture is, is like, how do we, how do we stop what's been happening to us happening anymore? Oh yeah. Let's desecrate, uh, you know, uh, something about Winston Churchill. I just, I just, I can, I can, my gut tells me, my intuition tells me that there's something uh, a bit murky there. No, I, you know, that's, I, I, I that's my conspiracy you. theory. Because what happens, you see it, you see it in, in the press, look what they're doing to our, our nation's, you know, heroes and stuff like that. And the story becomes about that. And mm. the story becomes about divide. And, you know, there's some dark, you know, look, you just need to look at the whole Cambridge Analytica thing. You know, there's some just dark, you know, there's some <laughs> dark um, minds who try and, you know, subvert society and, and orchestrate society. So it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. That, I appreciate that a lot of people might listen to that and think that's a total um, conspiracy theory. But I just, I just think that there are bigger things at play for the Black Lives Matter movement to, than to spray paint um uh, you know, with the now that doesn't that doesn't mean uh, I, I I think the same for the for the Bristolian um, slave owner that was you know that's been a that's a long held issue within Bristol. Mm. Um, so that you know, I'm not saying it all, but some of it just doesn't. Yeah, bearing in mind that that's not the first time that that statue's been sort of contested. That, that that's been on, ongoing long time and time again. And by the way, since yeah. that since that it's been pulled down, a lot of the like I read that. Um, one of the schools that was kind of named or built around, excuse me, was built around that kind of thing. Um, they've got rid of all affiliation with it, right? So sometimes when you don't listen to people, when you don't listen to people and you don't act on them, then then people become um, emotionally, um, you know, express their emotions until they feel heard, right? And so that's what's that's what you see, and that's why you see loads of gaslighting. I'd agree with you that I've, I like certainly the way that the media have concentrated on some of these statues that have been um, spray painted in the way that they are. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if somebody with an agenda has gone and done that. And by the way, I can also see if it was done by people on the protest, right? Let's be, like let's try and be honest about this. These people are hurting, right? They've had the, uh, these people have been hurting all of the, all of their lives, and I. As a white man that has joined the conversation for properly joined the conversation, probably not even fully for the last seven days, in the last three or four days, and I'm not saying I understand, but fuck me, I realise how relentless it is. And I realise how, particularly on like LinkedIn, for example, where I've been posting some some thoughts and stuff like that, I've done it and lost credibility with some of the some of the some of the organizations or individuals that might have been in my ecosystem simply mm. by supporting this yeah I, I know i have nobody's really directly told me that but i know i have right and i've wanted to hide and it's made me think i don't want to do this right so that's like 3 or 4 days and the type of person that i am i sort of withdraw on that and then 
I get a bit like what I am now, where I go, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm going for it. I'm gonna say what I think, and you're having it, and I don't care. And then I go a bit over the top, right? And so, not over the top. It's not over the top, but 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 I become like I'm becoming now, which is very like arms everywhere, flinging everywhere. So if somebody on that protest has done it, and look, Winston Churchill did a lot of an amazing things. He was also racist, right? He was. Um, if somebody in the moment's done that, right, and and they've got carried away and done it, we shouldn't be focusing on that and taking away from. Uh, no, I f- I fully agree. L- 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 yeah, I know you do. Quite, by the way, it's quite possible. That that was an in the moment thing. Yeah, I'm also saying it's quite possible, given how we know uh, political manipulation works, that it might not have just been that. You know, that's all I'm saying, right? Yeah. When we'll never know, right? No, no, but no. Guess yeah, what? Exactly. Guess what? People are talking about it. You know, people that I haven't seen posting on social media just come out and start posting stuff about that, which really points to uh, those in you know those individuals, mm. right? So they haven't. They, they you know it was. Family picture, family picture, family picture, very little uh, stuff that they post. And then suddenly, boom, 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 boom. It's all about that. Mm. And do I blame them? Uh, no, it's obviously stirred enough of a strong feeling, but that's just the media just really manipulating what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's proper one, gaslighting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, one more thing before we go move on. on, on. Um, are uh, Things to be positive about. Um, Yorkshire Tea and PG Tips. Did you see this? I did see it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was brilliant. I thought, so somebody just posted something like, oh, thank, you know, thank God Yorkshire Tea hasn't, uh, you know, posted in support of Black Lives Matter. And then they, and then they did. And they, you know, they came back really strong and they said, you're going to have to find another brew. And then, um, and then I think PG Tips came back in solidarity and said, oh, well, you're going to have to find another tea, you know, uh, tea bag because we, we support too. Um, I thought that was that was brilliant. You know, just that's public. That's declaration because, you know, they probably know that there's a lot of the people that drink Yorkshire tea would have opposing beliefs to what they just posted. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, you know, as well, they, they'll need to find And it is out. brilliant tea, by the way. It's the best tea bag. Yorkshire have you seen, tea. Have you seen, talking of tea and changing the subject completely, have you seen the video of that American woman and her daughter making um, tea the English way? No. So there's a video that's going about across all of my socials, I've seen it on all of them, right? There's an American lady and her daughter. Her daughter's like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. And like, a, a, you know, she's a, a, a mum. And they've done this how-to video of how to make tea the English way. And they've got a mug and they've put water in it, right? Cold water. And then put it in the microwave until it's hot. And then they've pulled it out of the microwave, put loads yeah. of milk in there, then poured loads of sugar in there and then lastly put the tea bag in and gave it a stir and then said there you go you've got English tea and like what's really funny about it is like every like people like reposting it with like you know like 2020s just hit its lowest point and like this is sickening (laughs) and like do you know what I mean but when you watch it it's funny because you do watch it and you're like fucking hell these people are bad people (laughs) you're like proper offended oh my god (laughs) We may need to do an episode for our American friends on how to make an English cup of tea. We may have to, uh, you know, tell me, spell it out. Tell me that you put the milk in after the tea bag, yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I put, but, two, I put two tea bags in, strain them both, and leave one in there and take one out. 
Yeah, but to be let me just declare, I have a lot of American friends who do know how to make a good cuppa. So you know, um, but we we may have to do it for that for, for those people uh, that are watching that mum and daughter and uh, thinking that's it's the just right way. funny, mate. It's just a bit of like you know, a bit of lighthearted fun in and amongst the some of that. Yeah. But just to come back on that 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 PG tips thing that you see on uh, Twitter, I saw somebody or I saw a post on LinkedIn about it, right? And the, and. This person, I won't sort of call, I don't know who they are, but I won't call them out anyway, but uh, the post was, a it was a good meaning post, right? Um, where it was supporting what they had done. But the first line, and I don't know if it was just trying to hook you in, but the first line was, should companies make a stand against racism? I thought, how the fuck is that even a question? Mm. But that's the times that we live in. Mm. And it, did, it, it had me thinking, like, there's not many forms of abuse, right, where we bring in the abuser as a way of balance. And I'll, you know, I'll be a little bit twisted here, but you wouldn't sort of get like um, child abuse and like go, you you sit here and go, um, child abuse is terrible, it's disgusting, it needs to be eradicated. And then me go, okay, um, but for balance, I'm just going to bring in a guy who abuses children um, so you can hear his point of view. You just mm, fucking saw, wouldn't do yeah, it. I saw a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah let, with let, racism. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that a lot. It was like, hey, let's get the black perspective. You yeah. know, like, like, it, no, it's just this is the issue. You got yeah. to deal with it. Anyway, I yeah. read something as well. By the way, I just read this this morning. The um the uh, abolishment of trade uh, of slave trade act. Right, I'm going to get this really, really wrong, but I want to talk about it anyway. Uh, did you know when they abolished slave trade, uh, they compensated everybody that had slaves? And the amount of money was so big, I forget what it was, but the comp they didn't compensate the people that were freed from slavery. They compensated the people that were that lost their slaves. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember the wording of it, right? But the compensation was massive, mm -hmm. so big... That it was only we, just we we only finished paying it off in 2015. In 2015, yeah. So the taxpayers were paying for it. So like when I've seen people like, uh, you know that kind of really like that suppressive way of slavery was 400 years ago. Let it go. We need to stop thinking about it. We need to leave it in the past, right? Mm. Imagine I showed up on fucking Remembrance Day, and said, "Come on, people." It's been a while now. Leave it in the past. It was a horrible, right? They wouldn't have it, would they? Mm. And I'll probably get a little bit called out by people for making that comparison. But it's, it's true, and it's similar when you see loads of people about uh, the 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 um, statue in Bristol, saying, "But the statue was for his charity work, and we mustn't forget all the good charity work that he done." Yeah, but the, you can uh, you can look deeper, and who who where did the philanthropy go? It was it went to supporters you know it, yeah. you know but also jimmy savile did loads of philanthropy and yeah, loads of charity yeah. work by the way so you know if we're if we're letting you have a statue for your charity work we better get one of him up quick they don't love the uh the comparison with jimmy savile though do they like you know they say that you know that was a long time ago and it was you know it was part of society back then but jimmy savile in the 1670s it was part of elite you know elite white male white men you know, taking privilege. Th yeah, yeah. That was, it was, it was prolific and pre prevalent. And he got away with it because not just, 
do you think he he could have got away with it just if he was this sole predator? He got away with it because there was a system that enabled it. Exactly. But we're not ready to have that conversation yet. Because no, no. Be, uh, why? Yeah. Because it's a bit too close to home for yeah. white people. Which which kind of brings which you know highlights the I've learned some, I've probably learned a little bit more about my my white privilege in the last week as well in uh, joining the conversation in the way that I, the way that the way that I have um, that initial fear that I had I recognised was driven by what what parts of myself I might unearth and of course a lot of people were voicing that as I'm just scared I might say something wrong. Mm. Now, if I say I'm scared, I might say something. What something I might say might be wrong, or it might be construed the wrong way. What I'm kind of suggesting is, black people might take what I say wrong, yeah, and then mm-hmm. I'll look like I'm racist, which is kind of putting it on black people, right? You're making something that's not there. When actually, what we, what as white people, we really mean is. I'm a little bit scared about what I might unearth in myself and how much racism still lies within me. So that's part of like the white privilege. And then so not joining the conversation and not becoming part of it, you you hold on to that, yeah? And and so it was around about like Sunday, Monday this week, I think, when I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going in. I'm just going to say what's on my mind like I, like I do with everything else uh, and see where it goes. And it goes back to, I think I've already mentioned it on this podcast, that that sense of losing some some kind of credibility from certain people, and that's just that's coming from me, a white man who who who's been doing it for, for three days. Yeah, it's mental, mate. It's it's. Uh... But where you lose credibility with some, you'll gain it with others. That's just that's yeah, that of is, course. That is the 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 great karma of life. If you if you do good, you know, good will come onto you. Yeah, and but then so I recognize. So yeah, sorry. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, I was just going to say, you know, like there are going to be people or organizations or companies that look at you and have looked at you in a particular way and they've resonated with your story. But then suddenly you're coming out of all this stuff and they're like, oh, well, that's not the Josh I signed up to. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm into this, Josh. And so you may lose some of those. But then you, you get to speak to a new audience who really understand what you're about and may have seen you with a a different perspective you know which yeah. is just about where you've been but we always say right our motto here is it doesn't matter where you come from you can always get to where you want to go yeah and so this is you living into where you know who you want to be yeah in the future yeah. and, and my the truth and if i want to live in my truth then i have to live in my truth and i have to be able to kind of accept that and i remember the first time we did a we did a um, an episode where we talked about we talked about race, which was like back in within the first three or four episodes, I think. And I put a little snippet of it out on, uh, I think it was Facebook. And um, one of the only comments I got on Facebook about it was just from some dude who was like, "His, I think I showed you it." The only thing he said was, "Josh, you really inspired me at the beginning of my journey. When did you get bigger than what you need to be?" Oh, right, just because yeah. we it was we were just talking about race, yeah. about like white uh, white privilege or racial bias, I think it was yeah at the mm-hmm. time. So it just goes yeah it goes to show you in it and you know some some people are sort of they want to learn about themselves but they don't want to learn about those parts of themselves. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think in terms of what you were saying before around, you know, fear of saying the wrong thing versus confronting internal racism, I'm not sure I fully agree with that. Okay. Right? Be- because I think, uh, I think there is genuinely, there is, there is genuinely a proportion of society that just don't know how to be in this next phase mm-hmm. and whilst it is likely that they have levels of bias that are wired in just because of how they were raised the society that we live in um i don't necessarily believe all of it is sort of stuff that they're like that is that is you know so overtly negative that they you know that that yeah. it's like a fear that they're holding in i just think there is a lot of you know tentative steps not sure you know you, you know how do i address this person in front of me how should what how should i refer to their race how should i refer to should i refer to them as riots or should i refer to them as an uprising or should i refer to it as protests how do i get involved how do i ask for help you know these are things that people are genuinely worried about and one of the things i'm sort of really what i'm trying to grapple with in my role as a leader and 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 and, and you know in terms of my commitments in 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 and, and our commitments in bringing people together is how do you make it okay for the people that are leaning in and curious but don't know but are a little bit you know sensitive as they should be about steaming in and you know finding the middle ground that helps them safely traverse into that middle ground and then move into the positive space if we kind of just keep uh fueling these 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 barriers or you Mm. think like this or you think like that or whatever it's not it's not it's not saying what you're saying was wrong i'm just saying we have to you know for for us who can through our you know platforms and our communities we have to help bring people over because you know when we start to stop when we stop seeing this as a black problem and a uh, you know and, and a white problem um uh and collectively we start saying okay how do we how do we make this societal problem uh you know, something that is lessening because it's not going to go away immediately. But the ultimate aim has to be to eradicate this, right? Of course, um, yeah. So how do we do this together? And the only way you can do it together is where we can start to address some of these things that are difficult to expose. Yeah, and have that dialogue. And you're right, you're right. And it, yeah, yeah, I have the ability of kind of bunching everyone together. And then that, in a way that becomes divisive. It's, it's kind of what you're saying there, which is, uh, yeah, which is important. And that kind of group that you talked about there that are sort of in that space of not knowing and being a bit fearful, they're probably one of the most important groups that can drive change because I think that section of group are the ones that if, I'm going to say we don't get a hold of them, right? If we if, if you don't get them moving towards that positive space that you talked about, they'll get caught up in the the gaslighting one they're the ones that are that are um so vulnerable yeah. to getting to falling into believing the gaslighting stuff of well you know look what they're doing now they're right you know i don't mind having a voice but this is going too far and this is why you're viewed in the way that you are which is people aren't saying those words but they're certainly implying it with their with their um, posts and, and their voice that they dress up as balance. And so that group, if, 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 
if you can't sort of cultivate them and to, to moving towards the, the positive part, then the tip of the balance will go back towards the, you know, the neck, let's call it the negative mm-hmm. side. Does that in, make sense? In poli- yeah, in politics, they're known as swing voters, right? They're, yeah. they're the ones that kind of sit here, have either, that probably, you know, let's call them central, but might have central right, central left, and you're always aiming to get some of those. And, and so because there are sort of interchangeable policies, let's take the Democrats and Republicans in the States, you know, you try and grab some of those swing voters, which can have a massive, you know, impact, right? So um, nobody really knows, right? I mean, sorry, I'm sure lots of people know, but it would be really curious to see, you know, the political landscape at the moment where the swing voters are. Um, one thing, actually, we talked about the left and the right, the left being kind of pro-black, lives um mm-hmm. uh matter movement and you know antifa and you know all that sort of stuff right um but actually there's a, there's a lot of racism on the liberals side as we saw with the woman in the park in new york who you know who basically basically was trying to uh you know get uh the police uh to come and probably uh aggressively arrest a black man who was out bird watching, and mm. what she was doing wrong was she had her dog off a leash in a space of natural beauty where it should have been on a leash, mm. and he started filming her. And I'm sure you've seen this, right? But yeah, yeah, where yeah. she started to um, completely make up that she was being attacked, and like in a in a way that she was being physically attacked. Yeah, and, she was like acting petrified, acting petrified, and the stupid woman was caught on camera. Yeah. And she rightly lost her job immediately and she's had a lot of, you know, vilification. But she represents a lot of the liberal mm-hmm. left as well. And that's the confronting thing. Because you always think, oh, the left, they're the more progressive, but there's a lot of people like her too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, yeah, and a lot of them are being exposed in this moment, by the way, in that, you know... Uh, I've talked about that kind of dressing up that voice as a, as like this really balanced oh, fucking really pisses me off. I, I, like <laughs> I really hate passive aggression, right? Passive aggression probably triggers me to like to some degree. And and I've seen so much of it, you know, like the, the, the coming out after the protests and being like, you know, I'm all for black lives matter. I really support it. But this has gone too far and this like, and I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. Right. I'm not saying that like the, um, some of the trouble that happened and some of the police officers that were injured, I'm not saying it's right. Right. I'm not saying it's right, but we're in the middle of like an uprise. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I hate as well is when people keep saying there's a, there's a time for a protest and it's not now think when's the time for a protest then on a sunday night when it don't bother no one it's not a protest is it it's a protest. That pisses let's just me. let's just let's just can our feelings until the most appropriate time to uh to open yeah, that yeah. Back up again yeah it's okay it, but then it's not a protest is it mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know have you seen it's a bit concerning actually like there's a you know um i'm not even going to say his name but the dude i do know his name i haven't forgot it i just don't want to say it on this podcast okay the dude who's getting all the everybody out on this weekend to take the cities back and protect our monuments. Shall I say his name? Tommy Robinson. Have you yeah. seen this? Yeah. 
So they reckon there's going to be loads of them out now. Um, taking back the streets. Okay. Oh, but it's a bit worrying. It's a bit worrying that it might... Why, um, do you think? Do you think it's worrying? It, they never really... They never... They ne- like There's always a lot of rhetoric and they're always underrepresented. Like, he'll be yeah. like, we're going to do this massive thing and then like 100 people turn up in Luton. And yeah, like- but if they turn up and kick off, then the it'll be reported by the press, especially if they only turn up in small numbers and then they kick off with thousands of people that are trying to peacefully protest. Yeah, but the it, police will just kettlebell one of the groups, you know. I, I'm hoping anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, could, so I could eat I hope words. so too. We'll see. I hope yeah. so too. I, yeah, but I don't think we should give that uh, idiot any more airtime. Good. I agree. <laughs> Did you see like when he got put in jail? Such a big man. He had to be kept in isolation. Uh, I think uh, Ross Kemp was doing some prison show or whatever. <laughs> and, Ross Kemp? And he was, he was such a weak man. This, this Tommy Robinson, such a weak Coward. individual. Coward. Coward. Yeah. It, it, did you see um, Grant Mitchell? I can't remember his name. Ross Kemp. You just said it. Did you see he got? <laughs> I love. I, I love how I just said his name, but you had to go to his uh, his, his TV drama character his, name. His name escaped me. Um, he got. Like, did you see the grief he got when he went into the hospital? Did you see that? No. No. You know, like in the midst of the COVID lockdown. Like when right. everyone was locked down and people couldn't go and see their loved ones and stuff like that, uh, he did. There was like <laughs> there was one of his videos on Twitter that was advertising his next show. You know what what he's like. He's like, I'm going in here. I could get killed. He did. <laughs> he did like he does. Yeah, I'm going into these gangs. They're all wearing masks. That's very he, good. <laughs> yeah, he did one of them, but about the hospital, and he was like, it's COVID nineteen. I'm going into the hospital, and he had all this PPE on. <laughs> Of course, everyone at the time, when there was no PPE about, and no one could go and see their loved ones, right. was like, fucking Grant Mitchell gets to go in the hospital with all this PPE, and there's nurses out there reusing PPE, and I can't go and see my nan who's in the hospital. And, yeah. and he got, I don't even think that the show got aired in the end. That was quite a while back. No, I missed that. I missed that. So he got, he's cancelled now, Phil Mitchell. He's cancelled after that debacle. He's can't, oh, no, he, he, he'll be back. <laughs> Can't keep can't keep Grant Mitchell down. <laughs> do you reckon when Phil Mitchell retires from EastEnders, he'll go and do it with him? It'd just be like his like drunk side mate with him, <laughs> <laughs> trying to okay, start you, brawls. Uh, just yeah. Uh, do you know like sometimes when old rivalries, uh, like football rivalries, like Keane and Vieira get together and they relive scenes and. Yeah. I can see one of those happening. <laughs> you know, Grant and Phil just sitting and watching old episodes and going, "Yeah, do you remember when uh, when you when you sold the Jag, and I wasn't happy about it?" <laughs> Phil Mitchell's just there, like shot in, shot in whiskey. It's orange juice now, man. It's orange juice now. Is he sober in it? Is he? I don't. I don't know. I don't watch it. I feel like I can take the Mickey out of his drinking because I'm somebody. Yeah, who, I can't. I, you can. Yeah, <laughs> you're in that club. I'm not. <laughs> it's actually right before we get on to the reasons to be cheerful um, can we talk a little bit can we do two minutes on football because it's coming back next week so we can talk about it from like a a standpoint of uh, uh, you know you just want to get in you just want to get in the uh, Swindon with crown champions right <laughs> yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of uh, pass- <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> what did I text you when you text me champions yeah 
You didn't win it. You didn't win it really, because they because <laughs> yeah. they closed the league yeah. early, didn't they? I might I may come to eat those words if 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 we do that with the Premier League. But, I'd uh, love for you to do that with the Premier League. I would love to, I'd love I for know. you to do that with the Premier League. That's when that's the only time you're happy to uh, bring some passive aggressive uh, into the world. Yeah, yeah. Me. Every all all of my kind of uh, sensibleness goes out the window. Are you are you happy? Football's coming back. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do, do you see any bad in it? I think I haven't really seen anybody say that it's a bad thing, but there's there's one or two uh, out there. Okay. Uh, do I see any bad in it? Uh, no, I don't. No. Good. Me neither. No. Uh, I mean, look. You I, know. I you know wait. where. You know where I could have gone. I could have said. You know, like it, it puts higher risk. You know, uh, for the people that are in the stadium and the players, and you know, people might congregate. And you know what? If you take a walk out the street and you look at parks and like people are just, you know, they are on the most part, I see people being good. You know, I see people doing yeah. social distancing. Of course, there's going to be, you know, young'uns and, and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and people that kind of, you know, break the rules. But that's like in every walk of society, people are breaking the rules when we were in the height of lockdown. There's, yeah, just, exactly. there's just people that are just rogue and maverick and that's always going to be the way. Yeah. Um, but people, on the most part, I see people are just doing the best. So uh, that, 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 I just think that they would do that as we open up life and society again. Yeah, maybe maybe when because uh, Liverpool can win the title against Everton, can't they? And they're worried about everyone congregating out there. Yeah. Maybe um, they should send they should send in Grant Mitchell. It could be like where it is it? Is it at if, Liverpool? It is it at Anfield if, or, or Goodison Park? It'll be at Goodison Park. It'd be like I'm at Goodison Park. There's no one. There's no one here. There's no one here. <laughs> yeah, just... That's on a set, but mate, I, no, I think I'm, you're milking. I'm... I think you're milking this uh, Grant Mitchell impression now. It's good, but it's not that good. <laughs> we should get. Uh, we should get everyone to you know uh, email us and tell us. Z- we zero should to get 10. Grant Mitchell How, on here. To be honest, he'll go anywhere. Opening of a crisp packet, you know, he'd come onto our little podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're. I think we're somewhere ready for. Reasons to be cheerful. Grant Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. I'm going to let got, you start. Got, all right, I've got two, actually. Um, Selfish. Go on then. All right. Do both. All right. Uh, number one. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, New Zealand. Uh, they have... They've cracked it. You know, they, they move quick. They've got great leadership. Uh, they've stayed focused. So yeah, New Zealand. Uh, and because I've got some good friends out there, so um, I'm happy for them. Mm. Uh, and then the other reason to be cheerful is people. Right. right? And What, the same ones we've just spent an hour slating? Definitely. <laughs> Not. I'm talking people in general, man. Yeah. I'm talking people in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying people are stepping up. People yeah. are slowly awakening. Mm. People are understanding that there is work to do. Um, people are not trying to sweep it under the carpet. Um, of course, I'm not talking about the negative elements or the ones we're talking about. I'm talking about on the whole. This is my philosophy in life. There are more better people than there are not, you know. Yeah. And those people are giving me reasons to be cheerful. Love it. But I love both of them. And my reasons to be cheerful is a personal one. Uh, we've been, me and my wife have been worried about my daughter who is going to be four this year. She starts proper school in um, September. 
we had been sending her to preschool for like only two half days a week. We didn't really want her to go at all, but we wanted to get her like sort of ready for, for going to big school. And we were so worried when we went into lockdown and school cut that she was, that the next time that she went back was going to be to big school. Uh, and she's back now. So she's doing a couple of days a week at preschool. And there was a bit of worry about what's it going to be like because they can't. And she's just slotted straight back in. She's well happy. I took the morning off and took her there on uh, Monday and she's straight back in. And so, yeah, that's, uh, it's been, like a, a happy a happy thing for us in, in in our house means means a lot to us uh particularly means a you know means a lot to me as well so that's my i feel emotional talking about it mm. uh, <laughs> um so yeah that's my reasons to be cheerful amazing uh, you know the hope that we have is in the future mate you know yeah. just you know actually the fears that we have are uh, they they are um, proven wrong time and time again when the kids just step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she step, just stepped up. And you can learn a lot from them. I think you can learn so much from children. All they all they want to be seen and heard and loved. And as long as they do that, then they'll adapt to, to everything, I think. So, yeah. yeah. What a way to end. Anything else to add before we go, Hass? Um, just to remind everyone to come find us on Instagram. 115 miles pod um please if you like listening to us leave us some comments email us give us some feedback mm. uh, let us know what you want to hear um, yeah leave us a review this. on whatever platform you use absolutely uh we love doing this we love having these chats um in the future we're going to start to bring some um some people on uh that will add to the stimulating conversation we're going to be bringing in co-hosts and um, we'll talk more about that you know before before we do um to just really add to the debate add to the discussion so we're really excited about where we're going to go with it next um and yeah that's it good man we'll see everyone next time thanks again for listening to 115 miles with josh Connolly and hassan kai